welcome to the Pause It Podcast. I'm Dr. Sam. With me is Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Sam? I am doing great. It's my day off, and I just picked up everybody from school and their various activities, and they have a few minutes right now where they are, they're doing, they have their electronic time. So it's given us a minute to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you actually have to like pay attention to how long they're on their electronics and everything. Yeah. And so we, uh, we're, we're pretty, especially during the week, we're pretty strict about like how much time they spend on it and things like that. So they get a little free time. It's tough, man. I was like, my nephew, he knows how to use a phone better than I do. And like, you oh, can't, restrict like it too much for them because like, i think it actually will put them at a disadvantage growing up but i think yeah. it's also like find that balance is tough so uh, i commend yeah. you for it and i don't yeah. look forward to it myself no they literally place. come out of the womb like scrolling you're like how do you know how to do that <laughs> it's actually incredible <laughs> oh, that's yeah funny. no you do you have to like for their growing brains and stuff like that i mean you have to find a balance and you don't want them to be you know not be able to interact like normally and stuff like that like we're pretty strict about like when we go out to dinner and stuff like we don't give anybody tablets but it's like everybody has to you know talk and, yeah have a conversation <laughs> well, so you and paul like, you're both very like social people so i feel like your kids will talkative people <laughs> yes but it's if they don't have that gene i don't i don't know just it'd be weird for me no no they they definitely do they all have something to say <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's good fun. we like to hear what they have to say <laughs> yes and we like to hear what you have to say as our audience too. So continue to send us your questions. Uh, it's a That's quick right. little plug for that. Um, yes, podcast at mybalto.com. Always send us yes. your questions. Um, so today we're going to delve into something that we've kind of touched on before. We've talked about diagnostics, but I think specifically talking about like specifically blood work and mm -hmm what the difference between certain types of tests are, what, when we say blood work, I think sometimes we just like throw it out there and we don't really explain what specifically we're doing. And I'm curious to know if you run the same blood work as I do, you know, an emergency, I'm guessing you probably do. There's a lot of overlap. Um, yeah, I would say to a certain extent, we probably do run some of the things, but I, I guess the one thing I'll say to like all pet owners is like, there are so many variations of blood work and different things we can test for that. <clears throat> Like I have to look it up sometimes, almost every time. Sometimes it's a little more unique or your case is a little bit different. Which yep. one save you the most money with giving me the right answers? Because it's not usually on the hospital itself. It's usually like the lab and how they put together a certain test. So like they might check kidney values and liver values on one test, but only kidney values and electrolytes on another test. And right. I need a combination thereof. So that's why sometimes I think that's the biggest thing. It's trying to find out like how we can utilize your money the best way possible while still getting the answers that we need to treat your pet. Right. I think it's so important to mention too, like you said, like some hospitals have certain tests that they run all the time. So like we, like our comprehensive, what, what people in human medicine would call, like, I think they would call it like a, uh, what do they call it? Like a metabolic panel or something like that. Like that's usually oh, yeah, common, yeah, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. we would just call it like our, our CBC and our chemistry is what we're running. And the thing is, is that we run so many of them that we get a better price on them. So sometimes people are like, well, can we just run, like you said, can you just run kidney values? Can you just run liver values? And actually doing that would cost our clients more money than if we just run the full blood work again, which seems mm -hmm. counterintuitive, but it it's because of the way they're packaged together and we buy things yeah. in, in bulk and mass and like, you know, so, and they give us, honestly, they give us breaks on certain things that we do all the time to yeah. keep it affordable for our people. It's, it's actually a really nice thing. Sometimes when we 
have to run a test that's out of the ordinary, it's like shockingly more expensive and not because of us, but because the, the lab is charging us more. I'm really glad you brought that up actually, because I feel like that happens all the time. I feel like I use car salesmen most of the time when I'm trying to sell them something like, right. and if you bundle the two of these, you can save 15%. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of true. Like we're saving you some money, we promise. But yeah, so it's a little more expensive. You get more information. It's it's like the worst part of the job. I'm like, I literally tell them, I'm sorry, I'm selling you on this. This is not what I'm trying to do. It's just, yeah. it makes more sense for your pet. Yeah, I know. I really do. I always try to feel like it. it is similar to sales on some level. It's like, let me build value for you. Let me let you understand why I need to do this. And I think one thing that when we were kind of talking about what, what did we want to talk about today that you brought up was like, well, why do we run it and then sometimes rerun it and things like that. So um, I don't know. I'm curious to know in your situation where that comes up the most um, and why do you do it? Maybe let's explain it to people. No, I think that's a good point. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing is a lot of our patients are hospitalized overnight, and especially the ones like in our critical care ward, where they have things like diabetes and or they have significant changes. To their, they have an acute kidney injury, and we're trying to track the progress of like if they got into a toxin, we're trying to track that and see how much worse it's getting. Do we need to increase their fluids? Um, we'll check like their diet, like check their blood sugar. Um, Electrolytes are a big part of that too, especially a lot of those diseases have effects on their potassium, their sodium. If your sodium goes too high too quickly, it can cause brain damage uh, in, in a nutshell. I'll, I'll say the physiology part of it, but it's it's a problem. Um, yeah. So like those things are really important to what we're doing. And so it seems, I feel bad because I'm just like, why is there like four things of blood work on here? I'm like, because we're going to check it every six hours because if I don't check it in that six hour time frame and it does go through the roof, your brain, pet's brain is going to swell. And that's important. Right. So there are reasons for it. I think sometimes myself included, sometimes we forget to mention like why it's important. Right. Uh, we just say, Hey, we need to do all these things. And uh, in some future podcasts, we'll talk about vet bills themselves and like why they're annoying. Um, yeah. And also yeah. why they maybe put them the way that they do, which I think people do need to understand. So I think that is a good topic for another time for sure. Yeah. Um, but you guys probably do it as well. I would assume like if you, you have sick patients that come through and they might have normal blood work the week before, Ooh. But something's changed, right? I will tell and... you, I, I just had a case like this, actually, oh. um, where it was not me, but one of the other doctors that I work with saw a dog that presented initially like just an acute, you know, gastroenteritis, which, you know, upset stomach. Blood work was initially pretty normal. Um, and so what he did was totally reasonable based on the blood work that first day. And when I, when I'm talking about blood work in this case, I'm talking about a CBC. So that's a complete blood count. So that's going to tell us, you know, are we anemic? Are we, you know, are our red blood cells too high? You know, um, do we have a platelet issue? Do we have a really high white blood cell count or a really low white blood cell count? I mean, that's basically what we're getting from the CBC. The mm -hmm. chemistry is going to tell us, like you were talking about, what do our electrolytes look like? What are our kidney values, our liver values, um, you know, protein, things like that. You know, those are the things that we're looking at when we look at that. And then a lot of times we're taking it, we're putting it together almost like a puzzle and saying, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, this dog is, okay, they are not anemic, but they are, you know, hypoglycemic or whatever it is. And you start to kind of put yeah. together this picture. Well, this dog is not particularly old, doesn't have any long-term, you know, chronic disease processes, but this dog came in, presented this way, had pretty standardly normal blood work. 
and then was sick, didn't respond to symptomatic care, didn't mm. improve, really wasn't getting better, maybe got like a little tiny bit better, but then got worse, sort yeah. of this kind of odd response to just, it should have gotten better. You know what I mean? It just yeah. didn't follow the rules, should have gotten better. And so these owners were just getting very frustrated, like he's just not improving. And at that point, I said, well, if he's not improving, we obviously need to see him again. And initially they had turned down some of the other, you know, the other tests, like doing x-rays and things like that, which that's okay. Sometimes, you know, we don't have to always go and do every single thing. But I said, you know, there, there were some other things recommended. Why don't we, you know, why don't we go ahead and check those? And then when I looked at the dog, I went, you know, I think we should just recheck that blood work. It's been a week. He hasn't really eaten. I don't really know what else is going on. Sometimes I'll look at them and be like, I don't know if we need to recheck it. But in this case, I was like, I really like something is wrong here. And yeah. that we're going to consider our baseline blood work. And now we're going to see if things have shifted. And at this point, the owners were really all in because they wanted to know. I mean, I got the benefit of being the second person to see the case, right? Yeah. So a lot of times the the smartest person is always the second person because we have the you know, benefit of what the first person did. Yeah. And so, um, so I was able to look at what my colleague did, which was totally appropriate, totally reasonable for the situation. Um, and then, you know, look at what happened next. Well, you know, we talked once before about, I think we talked, did we ever talk about Addison's disease? I think we talked about Cushing. Oh yeah. I'm oh, not sure. Oh, uh... Oh, maybe what i don't know we'll have to go back we should know yeah. that right as the people but, but, i mean but, well fun fact we have like a year of episodes coming up we just talked about today true, so exactly. we quite so, a few of them so thanks for being yeah, loyal <laughs> that's true when we've done like over 40 podcasts so that's yeah. true. um but um but yeah so so the sodium potassium ratio was oh. i mean slam dunk like that, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, and we had done the radiographs, but while we were waiting, you know, did the blood work and did the radiographs while we were waiting, the radiographs were totally unremarkable. And I took one look at the sodium potassium ratio and I was like, I need to do a cortisol. Oh my gosh. So I did a cortisol and well, it was very, very low. And for a dog that has been very, very sick for a week and is in a clinic, it should not be. <laughs> so I did an ACTH stim, which is the test that you would do to confirm that yet again, another blood test, but, yeah. um, and he, this dog was Addisonian. And so it's a really good example though. Uh, Addison cases are a perfect example of that. Yes, exactly. So we're not just telling you to repeat blood work to spend your money. Yeah. Sometimes when things present acutely, they look one way. And then a week later, or even three days later, sometimes, especially with a toxin or, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank. I mean, there's, there's oh, yeah. a lot of situations where all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's what's happening. You know? Yeah. Well, I've even had a dog that uh, just had bloody diarrhea. I saw it in the beginning of my shift, like right when I came in, sent home on supportive care. It did significantly worse over the next 12 hours. And I came back in and I actually repeated blood work on it myself. And it's red blood cell count was through the roof. I had a really bad case of uh, bloody hemorrhagic gastroenteritis, which is just a really, really bad bloody diarrhea. Right. They don't have to be hospitalized for like the next three days. Wow. Um, it was a bad one, but just that was within 12 hours even sometimes. So it's it's tough to have to like say, hey, we just did it. I know, but there's a reason for it and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. something changed. Um, so those are kind of the frustrating things. And maybe... I like made a good point to talk about is like the differences between in-house blood work and blood work we sent to a lab. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 
and that also varies by clinic. So I guess what what yeah. do you run that you can get cage side, and then what do you have to send out? So, yeah, I think the one we run, we have like a critical care panel. It looks like kind is of is that like an iStat? Is it the one that's like yeah, like yeah. an iStat? We call it our, our epoch, but yeah, it's like our epoch. It's a, they all have similar programs, but uh, they're just like an abbreviated like all the really bad things that you want to know about real quick that you can get an answer in like three minutes on, which is yeah. really important for, you know, what both you and I both do. Um, well, we don't, don't, ours, we have like a in-house, you know, CBC machine and chemistry machine. Oh, so nice. it, we're going to get that answer in about 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, so okay. Not, so that's, that's pretty solid yeah, too. Pretty, pretty fast. I mean, pretty, pretty okay. good timing. Yeah. Um, but the iStat if I, or I don't know what, whatever you call yours, like we don't have like an ionized calcium on ours, which I'm sure uh -huh. you do. Right. Yeah. 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 And like, you probably have bicarb on yours would be my guess. Yeah. It's like more of the blood gas, like the pH of their blood, yeah. um, the lactate, which is always a big marker for right. us, blood sugar. Um, pretty much the things that it doesn't necessarily have liver values on it, but like it has markers of liver health. So it like should, if your yeah. blood sugar is bad, I'm going to probably be like, I should maybe check that at some Happening. point if you're a really yeah. old dog. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a common really misconception about a lot of things is that owners always come in like, hey, I want my dog's blood work or my, my dog's blood sugar checked because they haven't eaten in three days. Um, unless you have a very small dog or a puppy. Even if yeah. you have a really small dog, only if they're a puppy. Yorkies every once in a while are like the ones I like to throw a wrench in my plans, but yeah. outside of Yorkies, but they're also really tiny. Um your your blood sugar doesn't usually drop from not eating uh there's bigger all. problems yeah much bigger problems oh this dog this dog that i'm talking about um mm -hmm. and even with being an addisonian which is interesting wasn't was not hypoglycemic shocking oh, really yeah oh, that's pretty I know. Cool. and that does happen with addisons by the way yes <laughs> <laughs> for anyone listening but yes. so so that was part of the reason why like at first i i was not even thinking and then i looked at the nk ratio and i was like Oh no, we gotta check that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, but it but it actually made sense, right? Like when you have a dog that's just like not responding to care and you're like, why? You know, and it was middle-aged, you know. No, it's a really that's a really good example of like reasons why we do repeat those blood work. And mm -hmm. even in-house, like our hospital is usually like a referral facility. I'll even repeat some blood work at our lab because I think be hospitalized, we want to have the same consistent values. Right. For the next couple of days, because like, let's say your blood work is not to say off, but like the difference of a couple of points, but it's just because of the machine that can make a difference whether or not say your patient's not improving or not. Because I repeat the same blood work and it actually went down by three points on your blood work, but right. we didn't do your blood work and it's the same on ours. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm worried that your dog's kidney values haven't changed. Are you are you urinating appropriately? Is right. your toxin or kidney injury getting worse? So it's those type of things that. uh they do play a difference. It's always hard to explain that to owners, but like, yeah, we're going to repeat the exact same blood work that you just did six hours ago because we need to be consistent from time to time that we do it. When and you send your uh, blood work out, how quickly do you get it back? Uh, we get it back that night, usually. Yeah, the lab is pretty close to us. We do have an in-house CBC chem, but we don't even, usually we don't use it anymore because it's, we just get back quick enough from the lab and it's more accurate at the lab than it is for the in-house machines. Um, not that it's any veterinarian's fault, but the in-house machines aren't checked up on as frequently as the lab machines are because they just, they have to do checks every day, like sometimes multiple times a day to make sure they're accurate. Whereas most veterinary clinics don't have that type of time. 
um, to check. We do a lot of QC. I will say like our, Mm -hmm. we're really on top of it. I, I will say that a lot of our things match. I mean, there are times where there's, there's some things you get to know your own machines a little bit. Right. So like there's certain things that happen, like, um, cat, platelets always read low on our machine yeah so i mean people like that (laughs) i do a smear on every single one because you don't want to just go oh well it's our machine and then find out oh no it was not our machine like this is really not good um so i will as redundant as it may seem even if it's just slightly i will do it and make sure that i do a manual count but um but yeah we do we do have those things where we're like okay i mean i know that that's what it is and a lot of times i'll even tell an owner like hey I think this is what it is. Like, I think it's just the machine. I think it's erroneous. Um, I'm going to check it. If you don't hear from me, I checked it and it was fine. Um, yeah. And and my techs know me well enough to know that there's already a blood smear waiting for me in the lab. I'm going to go look at it. I'm going to check the morphology. I'm going to look at the platelets and I'm going to count them. And then I'm going to make sure I see a whole bunch of clumps. If I don't, then, you know, I'll have a different conversation. <laughs> it's funny how many times I've heard that from people that are like, like, I just know my machines. Like I know when they're a little bit off because the calcium always runs a little bit lower this x y and z it's um it's kind of like knowing your kids i feel like she's kind of you know about how they're little little quirks so yeah you're like i i know my four-year-old has to go to the bathroom even though he's throwing up and down that he does not have to go i'm like that's your pee -pee dance you gotta go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) that's the pee -pee dance (laughs) oh that's hilarious oh man Um, if you heard me say that he'd be so embarrassed Well, fortunately, you won't listen to this for what I don't know, probably ten years. Long now, time, so. exactly. But then we'll all just laugh about it. It'll be funny. <laughs> exactly, it'll be, it'll be funny then. Uh, but yeah, I think that's. I think those are the big things with blood work that I, I think are just important to get across. And um, I mean, how often do you go? Do you go over all blood work with every owner that submits something to you, uh, or do you sometimes email them things, uh, or do you always get the follow up with a phone call? So it's going to be a little bit of everything. So um, I usually will, if I know I have a big workup and a likely hospitalization, I'll send the owner home and I will call them with an update, let them know like what we're doing and kind of, you know, especially if we're keeping their pet. Um, If it is a recheck where I suspect a change in medication is going to have to happen. So like, especially if we're checking like thyroid or something on a cat or, you know what I mean? And usually I'll have a good sense, like, are they keeping their weight? Are they, you know, how like all these things, like I put the whole picture together. Um, so sometimes we'll have them come a little earlier than our scheduled time so that during our scheduled time, I can walk in with the blood work and say, okay, this is what I'm seeing. This is what's happening. Um, particularly nervous clients would generally like to go through the blood work with me. And with those people, I'd prefer to, because if I'm going to send them a copy, if I don't address all the things that are red or blue, they're going to call me later and ask me why things yeah. are red and blue and I didn't tell them about it. So I think we talked about once before too, like sometimes they're red or blue because they're a tiny bit over the thing or a tiny yeah. bit under, but they don't matter and it's okay. Um, yeah. And not every pet falls in the reference interval that you have, but you start to look at trends and you know what's what's acceptable. Um, and some things might be normal for that dog or that cat but just the general population in your area that your reference interval is based off of, it's not okay. That's fine. Um, so I think it really is owner dependent. There are some people who only want to know normal, abnormal, like they don't want all that information. And so you get to kind of know your people, which is maybe a difference between you and I It's like, you don't really know who you have, although you probably can tell from the initial meeting. Yeah, you, you get an idea, but I agree. I think probably in that personal relationship helps a little bit. 
uh, just in terms mm -hmm. of understanding like what they're like historically and right because usually most people that come to the ER they're a little more stressed out um they want to know all the things and but I think that's always a tough part of the conversation because like I'll I'm almost sometimes hesitant to email them the blood work after I've talked to them about it because like I won't have talked about the important like like the subtle things that really don't matter and it doesn't affect their pet's health and most of them it hasn't bit me in the ass but sometimes <laughs> I have an owner that comes back and they're like uh, why didn't we talk about the, you know, bicarb or the mention that the ladders, like mm. this was off. Like, I'm like, yeah, but it's part of the disease process. It doesn't change anything that we talked about. It's just something that I know that, yeah. Yeah. So, you don't necessarily yeah. need to know. Um, and also too, sometimes you'll get either nurses or doctors that will like look at it through the lens of humans and you're like, yeah, but that really doesn't mean that much to us. Like AST yeah. is a bigger deal in humans than it is in dogs and cats like it's yeah. just that's you know what I mean so um or even like we'll get into I think another time like urinalysis and stuff like that but like some of the way that they look at urines versus the way that we do and the things that they'll hang their hat on is a slightly different than yeah. us and so um I, and I know this from talking to my sister talking to my dad talking to my mom yeah. like sometimes oh hemoglobin's a really big thing like they'll you know I mean, they always want to yeah. point out the hemoglobin and it's just different you know what i mean the things that we focus on the things that they focus on are are a little bit different which is okay it's just you know as long as they're, and, i don't mind answering the question every once in a while you get somebody that is not kind about their questioning <laughs> but as long as they're kind i'll 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 explain anything oh yeah it's uh, i think i think that's the funniest thing like as a tiny pivot yeah I think like for medical professionals that are in the human industry, like they're either my favorite clients to work with yeah. or my least favorites because like yeah. they're like super chill and like, Hey, you know, we get it. We understand how medicine works. Mm -hmm. They'll ask and they'll let me know up front. Like they're in the medical profession. So I don't have to like explain, explain things. things. Yeah, exactly. So I can like be quick about the conversation. And then there's the other side that challenged like literally everything you say. And I'm like, I know you're a medical professional as well. And I respect that. And I will listen to you when you tell me how to take care of my health trust me that I'm helping you take care of your pet's health. And mm -hmm. they're just, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. So they're either the best of clients or literally some of the hardest. Um, yeah. And my interns are always so nervous going into those ones. I'm like, they're like, oh yeah. The text will walk out of the room and be like, yeah, they're a medical doctor too. And my text, my interns will be like, do I have to see this one? I was like, yeah, you do. Sorry. You have to learn how to talk to them. Yeah. You got to learn. It's the tough one. So, um, yeah. so just anyway, sorry. Tiny pivot. Well, no, it's true. But it, it, I have definitely had some of those too, where, you know, and, and then depending on what their specialty is, like some of them are like, I don't know, I treat humans, but I don't, I don't know anything about animals, you know? And so <laughs> like, I, and those people are, you're always like, yes, you do. They're really very similar, but these are the differences. And then they're like, oh, okay. I see. You know what I mean? And then we can have a nice conversation and that's exactly, you know, and, and I'm always respectful because I mean, people are different and also too, yeah. You know, I don't want, I don't think I know everything when it comes to my kids and I go to the pediatrician and I'm like, oh, okay, you're the expert. So I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to have respect for that. And it uh, turns out I'm my ped pediatrician's veterinarian. So hopefully he feels the same way <laughs> when he comes in. <laughs> that's like, that's a great relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a little while, I was their dentist's veterinarian too, until I, I, I switched practices and they were, you know, but that, gotcha. do that. she was like, that's it's funny. just really far or else I'd come see you. I'm like, no, that's it's okay. It's fine. It's all good. You're at a great place. I love the people you're with. I trust them. Have fun. <laughs> I like that. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think people just need to trust. Um, and, and also you should have a veterinarian that will explain to you why yeah. they want to recheck things. 
why you need to do that next step. You know, why was it important that we went from checking that blood work to a week later rechecking it? You know, there are things that change. If you think, oh, you know what, that's a little bit, you know, that white blood cell counts a little low. I, I have to make sure that it's not getting lower. Yeah. And I'm going to know that in a week. So we need to recheck that. Well, there's a reason for it. You know what I mean? Um, if anemia is getting worse, if you know what I mean, all these things, I, I, I think that serial blood work can often be good and having a good baseline is really, really helpful. Yeah. Especially when something significant changes, their patch is not getting better. Like some stuff is really important. Um, I couldn't stress that enough because sometimes I've been bitten in the ass because I've been like trying to save an owner money being like, Oh, we just did it. I was like, uh, maybe we'll try and do x-rays first. Yeah. And then I always have to come back to it. And it's like, I should have done this three hours earlier or, Mm -hmm whole day earlier and my critical is like why didn't you do this earlier i was like i was trying to save the money i was like i'm sorry they're like, <laughs> and... don't say that <laughs> so uh, i know they're like no uh, you cost like, them more money no just kidding I, but i mean that but that's I, that's a really sometimes. good point though that's not like sometimes not doing that though ends up costing them more money in the process and that's a really because good because if you could have corrected it earlier oh yeah it would have been as bad especially those diseases that do like addison's that disease when they're really sick can progress really fast. Oh, like yeah. those patients, it's an easy fix, but it's a horrible, like an Asonian crisis is horrible oh, yeah. if you're catching in the throes of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I think he yeah. was like teetering. Like he was just like, and then <laughs> if that, if that end carrier, if it had gone any lower, it would have been bad news. Yeah. I guess it can be really bad. So I think, uh, like that case in particular is a great, like a great example of, why we repeat things yeah the other ones too are those ones that come to you they're doing great but you know they had got into an NSAID or a bunch of grapes or whatever it is and so that night you know you're not going to find the issue that night but usually those people are supposed to come see me three days later (laughs) or something like that and so listen to your emergency vet when they tell you have this rechecked before it yeah. becomes an acute kidney injury or Honestly, it happens all the time there's like yeah no we didn't he didn't vomit the next day i was like did he eat and they're like well he didn't eat as much i'm like go see your vet that's the whole reason we talk about this <laughs> right so anyway but yeah we all we all have the same goal i think is is really at the end of the day robert has the same goal as i have and yes. when he's telling you we have to repeat something there's a reason for it when i'm telling you i promise you there's a reason for it as well <laughs> Very, very true. So that's funny. <laughs> but if you do have any questions, um, don't really think we can interpret your dog's blood work, but I'll remind you one more time, <laughs> podcast at mybalto.com. But if you want to know why they would have recommended a certain test, or if you have questions about just any disease process in general or anything veterinary related, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yep. And if you really like our podcast, feel free to give it a five-star review on whatever you listen it on because yes, because we're on all of them so yes like five stars please <laughs> yes we appreciate uh we've had some really nice feedback from people and uh we're trying to grow our audience so say hello and uh send your emails yeah and thanks again for listening this has been the pause it podcast we appreciate everybody tuning in we've got some really good interviews and some fun stuff coming up so make sure to keep listening mm-hmm.